beverage it is. Give yourself some time and space and think about what is it that really lights your fire? Like what is it that you can sit back and it takes you the least amount of energy to brainstorm about? It energizes you. When you complete that aspect of a project, that's what you're very, very, very proud of. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Emily, Digital Content Manager here at Wingnut Social. You might recognize me from past mini news sessions, but I'm here to fill in for Darla as she's out for the next couple of weeks taking care of some family things. So I'm here to fill in. So housekeeping, I think that's what she usually starts with, right? Are you subscribed to Wingnut Social on YouTube? I want to know because if you're not, you very much should be. That's where we upload all of our monthly webinars and the video versions of this very podcast that you're listening to right now. I don't know about you, but I really like video content. I like to see a visual when I'm listening to things. So I love YouTube. (laughs) So if you're that type of person too, where you like to watch video along with what you're listening to, go ahead, subscribe to us on our Wingnut Social YouTube channel. We'd be happy to see you there. And of course, Wingnut Academy. So be sure to sign up for updates on our website because it is coming and it is going to be worth the wait, I promise you. If you're interested in a full course on how to strategically market your design firm on Instagram, this is it. This is for you specifically. That is about it for housekeeping. I think you know what time it is. Time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah. Hello, I'm Emily Lisi, and I'm here today with Alicia McAfee for the mini news session. So Lisi, what have you got for us today? Today, I am talking about YouTube shorts. And YouTube has been around forever. It's shocking that they're still around. Not that they're bad. I love YouTube. It's just crazy because typically platforms don't survive this long. But they released YouTube Shorts, which are short-form videos similar to TikTok or Instagram Reels. And they've been around for a little bit now. But YouTube recently released some information about them, which is really mind-blowing for me. They said that 1.5 billion, with a B, of their monthly users are using Shorts. So it's pretty insane when you think that their monthly users are actually 2 billion. So like 75% of their users are using shorts right now. That is crazy. I think YouTube is the platform that I use the most. I love YouTube so much. And I gotta say, I don't really use shorts. I don't know if you do. I actually don't. I was looking at them when I saw this article, I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I need to like hop on. And I actually went on and it was my first time using YouTube shorts, but it was exactly like TikTok or Reels. And I mean... TikTok is successful for a reason. It's kind of addicting, but it's interesting to see because what I think is happening is, you know, people are using shorts and then it's taking them to the user's like account and then they're watching their longer videos and really getting them more reach that way. So I think that it's really a good thing for creators to be using right now. I think I'm going to start checking out some YouTube shorts now. 
Yeah, same. And I like what you said about it kind of being like a gateway to the longer form content, because I know YouTube at the end of the day is a long form content platform. That's what they were founded on. That's what they are today. So I really do think I agree that they're they're using this as kind of a way for content creators to kind of promote their longer form content and get people introduced to their actual long form content. So how do you think interior designers can use these YouTube shorts? Yeah. So I mean, it really any way that interior designers are using Reels or TikTok right now, I think is a good way for them to use shorts. And basically, you know, if there's any videos that take a little bit to give a design tip or um, kind of put photos of your designs together, I feel like YouTube is probably really pushing their shorts right now. And then, you know, if you do have a YouTube channel, which in order to post shorts, you need to, but if you're posting longer videos, then you know, it's a gateway. It's going to get people into your videos. And then you could post longer videos of whole projects. And so these shorts can kind of lead the way into that. So I feel like there are a ton of possibilities with YouTube shorts. Agreed. Yeah. So everyone, if you have a YouTube channel, experiment with shorts, see how that goes for you. See if you can get people to go from your shorts to your actual long form content. You might be surprised at the new subscribers that you'll get. (laughs) Well, thank you, Lisi, for being on today's mini news. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Mini news sesh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, Anne Gilliard. Welcome to the podcast. How the hell are you? I am doing great. And I'm very excited. So we're excited too. Full disclosure, you are a wingnut client, right? So I'm I so am. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. We've been uh, kicking this around for quite a while. And what you do extraordinarily well, I mean, you should be like in Wikipedia next to niche or niche, however you however you want to put that. And we're going to dive into that and and tell the audience why that was such a game changer for you and your business. But before we dig in, just tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, how you help your clients and and we'll get started. So I co-own Grow Playrooms and we specialize in educationally based children's interiors. So my background is like just deep in education. So I was a teacher. I taught teachers. I wrote a national curriculum. I did a bunch of stuff. I lived and breathed it for forever. And my passion was early childhood. And when I had my own kiddo, I was like, you know, this is really hard for parents and I want to make it easier. I want to make play easier. But like, we can't ask grownups to do one more thing. So what we do is we create the environment that teaches, that helps families spend time together, that helps kids learn and, and families really build that relationship that every grown-up wants. And especially like the busy professionals that we work with, they have such little time. We want to carve out that physical space that makes the time they do have like filled with joy and color and fun and a lot of play. So you know what I love about you is that not only are you niched or niched, I'll, I'll, I'll pick one, I promise. But we'll you're, go back and forth. It's going to be great. But you have a niche within your niche, right? Not only are you specializing in playrooms, hence the name Grow, it's more from an educational like standpoint and stimulating neurons and growth and all that stuff, which I don't understand. 
but you do extraordinarily, extraordinarily well. So let's wind this back a little bit and talk about the journey into deciding that this was going to be a design niche for you in the interior design industry because it's so specific. It's so laser focused. Let's talk about your thought process going into that. It was almost just directed to me. I'm coming to this from a pretty unique standpoint where like I had a very specific specialty. I worked with leaders in the early education field for years and years. And did I want to do interior design? Yes. Did I ever think I would end up there? No, not really. Like we actually ended up up starting Grow as a homeschool curriculum company. And I would have never admitted it at the time, but that's how it started. And so what we really realized was that, you know, again, parents couldn't handle one more thing on their plate. And so the way to help them is by creating that interior space and actually exterior space, just a whole home environment that makes play super easy. But I think where we started to really niche was like, okay, it's okay to actually say, no, our expertise is play. It's not family rooms. It's not whole home family living situations. It is really where kids are central and spending a lot of time in that space with their family. It's not uh, the, the like quote unquote family room where kids are sometimes invited in. <laughs> Right. But like, we don't want them to mess up that furniture. No, that's not what we do. We create family rooms, playrooms, bedrooms, outdoor spaces where like the intention is to live and breathe and move around with our kids. So that was kind of the journey. It, it is a little bit unique because we didn't come in as a like full service interior design. We kind of came through a side door to interior design. But within our own special way, we did have to make that commitment. We did have to make that definition of like, no, this is what we do because we did play around with other spaces. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, we were brought in as as the playroom folks, but then we, you know, we built a kitchen. We've done bathrooms. We've done, you know, like we've done almost it all. Did, did your kitchen um, have climbing walls? This particular one didn't, but it did have a lot of snack drawers. You know, it's really critical. We also built in a step stool. There Very you go. important See, for yeah, independence. I, I okay. this, I, yeah, these are little glimmers of what was to come, right? Okay, so let's talk about that a bit. So when you started to do the playrooms, did you think to yourselves, you and Jody, Jody Ariano, right? Mm-hmm. Your partner in crime here at Grove. Yes, she is my partner in crime. <laughs> Did you say, well, you know, playrooms in and of themselves, that's that's just a little too small. There aren't going to be enough people. Let's do kitchens. Let's do living rooms. Let's do all that in the very beginning. That is a little bit of how it went was like the scarcity mindset, right? Of like, I just don't know if we can survive just doing this thing. So if a client is like, oh, you know, eventually I want to do this and this and this, we would be like, oh, we can do that. (laughs) Like, sure, 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 sure. No problem. No problem. And we'll do it from a family perspective, right? Which I do, like, honestly, we offer a lot. We offer that perspective. But that is not where we thrive, where, like, once we committed, right, and once we continue to still refine and commit, because it's a process, it's totally a process that we're still in it's gotten so much easier. We've found more of our ideal client. All of those things that anytime you talk to someone who has niched or niched, (laughs) it says like we are experiencing for sure. 
you're finding out that it's a big world out there, right? And there's enough business and there's enough people, enough clients, enough parents seeking the value of what you offer. And that's really important when it comes to niching. Not only are you positioning yourself as the go-to person for that playroom, but you're actually also letting them know what the deliverable, what the value is. And you're on an emotional level as well for parents who are you know, love their children, want the best for their children. And not only are they having some place where, you know, go play kitty, but it's developing them in a, you know, an emotional, mental kind of uh, learning based kind of way, which I don't understand. But, <laughs> but you, but you do. I can nerd out about it all day. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> And you do. So how are you getting that that messaging out there that tells that is reaching your ideal clients to say this is grow playrooms? This is what we do. And not only is not just kitty rooms, it is kitty rooms on steroids. And they're like the best Tell, walk us through that. And if you're out there in the audience listening, try to parallel this with the, the niche service that you're offering. That's First, we were really, we were like, oh, word of mouth is going to be it's going to be our game. It's going to be everything we do. A little background, we had committed to doing commercial spaces only in December 2019. So a couple short months later, we were like, well, no one's going to a commercial play space. Maybe ever again, right? The pandemic hit and we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to massively pivot to residential spaces, right? So... And word of mouth was not a thing. We were, you know, at that point, just like doing everything that we could to get the clients to to do what we needed to do. And the couple of things that we did to get the word out was invest in photography. That was the first thing we did. Like as soon as as soon as we could, we didn't pay ourselves, we paid a photographer <laughs> and so we we invested in great images. And then as soon as we could, we I mean and we were on social media, but then as soon as we could we hired that out to professionals, to you. And so we're so grateful because just the difference, the change, who we're able to show our work to, a tiny little speck compared to this huge audience now. And it's just affected everything. And it's allowed us to niche and allowed us to establish ourselves as go-to experts, as, you know, this quirky lady who knows a lot about Lego and like all the developmental things around Lego building, who also happens to like build massive Lego walls, right? And we've gotten, I would say, 90 nine, 98% of our clients through social media. And only now are we getting referrals because parents are feeling comfortable enough to invite other kids over for play dates. So now we're seeing that come up. You guys blew up like crazy quick. And I've alluded to um, a client that we have that is super brilliant on video and how important video it is. And now that you're here, the cat's out of the bag. It is you guys. Oh. If you, you guys need to go over to their Instagram, not only is it beautifully managed, <laughs> but, uh <-huh>. we, <laughs> but Anne and Jody both, but Anne is mostly on the video, are just terrific at the video. So if you doubt the video is impactful for your, your business and marketing your business, uh, check them out. And check out their followers. I think you guys had like 4,000 or some odd last year. And now you're at what, 35, 36? Yeah, we're 36 and, 
and climbing close to 37. And I think when we hired you, we were under four. So. Oh, wow, yeah. No, that is not par for the course. That is a terrific case study, but that is just terrific. And I love it. And we see the direct messages coming in several daily asking about you and asking about your services. So you're a terrific example of using um, social media, especially Instagram in our milieu, right? The aesthetic design space is so impactful for that. You did mention before in the intake and in the green room about industry partnerships being beneficial in order to help you focus in and be successful with the the niching. Can you talk to us about that? First, I'll talk about the level of just serving our clients because we build this strong relationship with our clients. We become very close. We're talking about their most precious thing on this planet, their kids, right? Like it is the thing that the human that they have built and grown and cared for and and want to continue caring for and giving everything that they can, right? So we are involved in one of the most precious aspects of their life. So we develop very strong relationships that lead to the questions of like, well, I was thinking about this kitchen project, right? But I don't want that anymore. But what I do want to do is take care of my clients, I want to be able to provide them with partnerships to bring in my partners to say, we don't do kitchens because what we do is playrooms. What we do are your children's bedrooms. What we do are your outdoor spaces where you can have family time. But what my partner here does is kitchens. What my partner here does is landscape architecture for your outdoor kitchen, right? What my partner here does is gorgeous primary bedrooms and bathrooms. In that way, I'm still taking care of my clients, but I'm establishing those boundaries of like, no, this is my niche. This is what we are known for. This is what we are experts at. And this is how we'll take care of you. But in general, we're going to, we're going to make sure that your dreams come true by providing you those partnerships. You know, I had someone reach out to me on Facebook Messenger and they said, do you do full service social media? I thought you were just a podcast. And I'm like, hell yeah, we do. We do done for you full service social media marketing, SEO marketing, digital marketing for interior designers, architects, general contractors and home furnishing manufacturers. And we do a great job at getting you guys seen by your ideal clients in the digital realm, whether that's on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, whether it's on the Googles, if your ideal clients aren't finding you, they ain't hiring you. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out our reviews, our case studies, our testimonials, and our services, and set up a chat. We'd love to help you out. wingnutsocial.com. I love that. How are you finding these designers and these partnerships in these niches that you're, you know, know, like, and trust that you would recommend them to your clients? How are you getting out there and getting them? It started out as like a couple of clients brought us in at the same time as an interior designer, right? So we ended up collaborating and then we fell in love with each other. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) oh, you're so good and you're so good and we love you. And, And we built this relationship, which I love doing, you know, just like... Both Jody and I are all about building relationships. It's that educator in us. We're like, let's make friends, you know? <laughs> so we make a lot play of dates. friends. I know. We just <laughs> want to have grown up play dates all day. So that's kind of how it started. And then those people are introducing us to other people. And then we build those relationships. And what we have done is go into formal relationships of like, here's how referrals happen between us. And if you give us a referral, because they they also can then go to their clients and say, I have this resource. I have this person who is an expert in their field. I have 
grow and they are going to take care of you in this aspect and I'll take care of the rest of your home. So it becomes a reciprocal relationship where we both can benefit our clients and then also each other. I love that. And that gives them the best of everything because they'll get an expert in kitchens or an expert in this and not just a general service where, you know, it's the same in pretty much any industry that you're not niched. You're not laser focused. You might be good at a lot of things, but maybe you're not best at that one thing. And potential clients know that they receive that message. They're more likely to hire a specialist for certain certain things than not. I love it. So it can't all have been um, rose-colored glasses and <laughs> and fun along the way. Did you ever have a time that you were like, oh, maybe we're making a mistake or this isn't the right thing? I am a tenacious human, <laughs> is what I will say. So, like, there were times when I was really tired. There were times when I I did say, like, what am I – one of our first jobs, like I, it was just, it was just me and my business partner who was eight and a half months pregnant. And so I was up on a ladder painting a mural on a ceiling by myself right before Thanksgiving at eight o'clock at night. And I was like, what am I doing? Right? Like, what am I doing? But I am a tenacious human and I had a goal. And Yes, there are hard times. And yes, there were like those clients who are very challenging, but I like to call it going to school. Those clients take me to school. And sometimes those clients that like it's, it's a really hard class. Sometimes it's an expensive class. Sometimes it's a class I don't enjoy very much, but I'm learning so much along the way. And the growth that we've experienced, the amount of reflection we've been able to do along the way, not doing it wasn't an option and and not kicking behind was also not an option. (laughs) Which you are 100% kicking behind. What's your waiting list look like now? I know you have to have one. We have clients booked through the next six months. So we have still have some openings here and there, and we're hiring another designer so that we can keep things flowing, but we are busy, which is great. I've told the story a couple of times on, on the podcast. When I first started out with my interior design business in Miami, I sat down with Nicole Heimer. She wanted to see if I would specialize in anything because for interior designers that do general interior design, do kitchens, do living rooms, which is where I was at, I never really niched down to that. She would say, well, what makes you different? What sets you apart from other interior designers? And I struggled so much with that. And I never really came to an answer that, you know, before I switched over to Wingnut full time that I was completely satisfied with, I would just be like, I make rooms pretty (laughs) and functional. So what would your best advice be out there to that designer who's listening, who's trying to say, well, what would my niche be in? What do, I mean, yeah, that worked for them. They're great on video. They have Wingnut or what have you. What could you tell the audience from a personal standpoint to just say, you know, get out there and, and niche and, you know, it might be scary, but what would you say? Yeah, I would say pour yourself your favorite beverage, whatever beverage it is. Give yourself some time and space and think about what is it that really lights your fire? Like, what is it that you can sit back and it takes you the least amount of energy to brainstorm about? It energizes you. When you complete that aspect of a project, that's what you're very, very, very proud of. And also thinking about niching in like the backend systems too, right? Like, and how can I make my experience special? One of our specialties is communication. 
right? Like, what is the thing that they're going to experience with me? What am I very proud of? What is What makes their lives wonderful and easy to work with me? And then that can also go in your marketing materials of like, you'll experience this, right? But then <laughs> yeah. in your kind of day-to-day practice, does tile, do you love tile? What areas of the house do you enjoy tiling them up? And then those are the clues. And if you can just do that after every project and say like, which part of this project did I actually enjoy the most? Which part of this project did I find the easiest? Because that's also it for us, right? We did a kitchen. It's gorgeous. Custom cabinetry. We had all of the like snack drawers. We had the step stools. We had all the specialty things that would create independence for kids and make it easy for families. Was it successful? Yes. But did we love it? No. Did it light anyone's fire? No. Do we love tile? Not really. Was everything successful? 100% because we're tenacious. But at the same time, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun. We just like were rhinoceroses that just charged through it. <laughs> like we just kitchens aren't to. fun. They're not no. fun for me either. In fact, we're my fiance and I we're remodeling our kitchen here, hopefully in the next few months. And I'm working with a kitchen designer. <laughs> it gives me no joy. I'm too busy with wingnut anyway. So I'm working with a kitchen designer. I have no shame. There's no right. shame in that. No, right. No, I love that. That's terrific advice. I did tell the audience on this episode and uh, several others, <laughs> how amazing you are at video. I remember when we first sat down for when you came to us at Wingnut to inquire about our services. I was like, you're great on camera. This is going to go somewhere. You're going to be on HGTV, mark my words. So what are some tips for doing the reels and the stories in the video that you have in there for the for the designers listening? It's not related to niching so much, but I, it's, you're just so good. I, I want to give them that. My business partner, I am creative, like the creative department, and she is yeah. the everything else. She the is business, our legal. Yeah. She is our <laughs> operations. She is our finances. She is, and and like, Goodness gracious. But when we first started out and it was just two of us around her dining room table, she was like, we need an Instagram. I'm like, no. (laughs) So take it from me, someone who has fought, who fought it, right? Like someone who (laughs) did not want to do it. I did not want to do video, but it has propelled the business the Instagram. It is what has helped us survive the pandemic and switching from commercial to residential. It's the only way that we we survived. I give it a lot of credit. I would say the biggest things that we have discovered that has been so helpful is one, batching. And everyone says batching, right? But like what does that what does that mean for interior designers? And the way that we do it is on photo shoot days, we stage before and we take photographs the next day. So on those staging days, I show up and I plan on spending two to four hours there Mm -hmm. shooting 12 reels. Wow. Okay. Smart though. So, and that, and because it's, it's something new for my audience to see. Mm -hmm. It's a new background. It's exciting. I do all my trending audio there and I have other people on the team send me trending audio. So I'm not also like looking for it. And then I just 
bam, 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 bam. Someone on my team just follows me around. I make a silly fool out of myself. We have a lot of fun. (laughs) And then we go home and then I have that content. And I infuse for me that that expert information, that educational information into the reels and they become fairly successful. So you do that balance really well. So you're, you're fun, you're playful, you say you make a fool of yourself. And do you maybe I mean, that's open to interpretation, but you're also incredibly knowledgeable and educational, and they're highly entertaining, and they, they're so addictive. That speaks to being yourself, you know, on camera too, and that helping you to attract those ideal clients or the people who like what it is that you're putting out there. If you if you were up there, and you were trying to do anything else, or be fake or, or something you're not, it, they would not click as well. And there are audios that I like, but I'm like, that's not me. That's not my brand. And then you just don't do them. You just don't do them. You don't publish them. And then I also, on the photo days, I do really slow room pans so that I can then create just like looks of the room through reels. And so, and then with stories, I'm still working on my rhythm. It's always a growing and learning situation. But right now, my rhythm is like I put my kids to bed, I go downstairs and I shoot a story in the same chair. It's about the routine. I sit in my orange chair in front of my giant fig tree and I tell a story. And that's the way that works for me. Consistency is key. And this has been terrific. You're such an inspiration and you're, you're killing it. I'm, I'm so impressed with you and what you guys are doing, you and Jody. I think it's just about like being brave and taking a try and giving yourself the time and space to think about if you could do one thing, like what would you have the most fun doing and giving yourself permission to make that your one thing. I love it. All right. Now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? 100%. Now it's time for What Up Wing Night. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag 900%. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I believe it. Watch your videos. I can explain that, but yeah, I don't please. Know. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to hear it. Well, it's I am a recovering perfectionist. I am super tenacious, and I just feel like I want to give not 100%, I want to give 900%. But also not 1,000. <laughs> become a running joke. So. <laughs> no, not a, no, that's too much. You have to sleep sometime, okay? You got to sleep sometime. <laughs> You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your favorite food forever. What's it going to be? I think that it is going to be strawberries. I don't know. I might die of like not enough nutritional value, but I'm going to enjoy it. Strawberries have a lot of vitamin C, so that covers you on the scurvy front. There you go. That's one thing. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Anything by Mike Michalowicz. I am an avid business book reader. I just love taking in information. And so profit first, clockwork, all of those things have just mm-hmm. massively impacted my business and um, and yeah. therefore my life. And I really enjoy his books. I love him. I'm actually interviewing Mike Michalowicz in, I want to say a month or two. He has Ooh. a new book coming out. So stay tuned for that. I will. And Gilliard, please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and we will call it a day. Awesome. Well, definitely check out all the video on Instagram at Grow Playrooms. And that's G-R-O-H, like, oh, and then Playrooms with an S. And so you should check us out there. And then our website is the same, www.growplayrooms.com. I love that you said www. That's adorable. You're welcome. I'm old. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us. You're amazing. Thank you. You are too. This was really fun. Aren't you sweet? 
thanks so much for joining us this week. Darla will be back in the upcoming weeks. But for now, you know you can head to Wingnut Social's website for all the guest info, all the show notes, links on our amazing guests, and more. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. Specializing in playrooms, hence the name Glow, uh, Glow, excuse me, edit. Good boy, Mango.